that deer that icon i like that what when you first sign on there's like a deer it's like a buck oh it's It's got Uh, its mouth like towards the sky as if it's sort of like howling for something yeah that's actually um it's a photo that i took in college that was part of a uh a video project i have i have the actual photo framed um it was it was in my apartment. It will be in this apartment eventually, but I haven't hung anything on the walls. You should put it right behind your head on that space between the jam and the corner, like directly behind you. Will it fit? Oh yeah, it'll fit. It's a it's a small photo, and that's. Uh, I, I think that's the perfect fucking place for it. Like literally yeah. behind your head, in a way that's like pretty distracting. It probably doesn't look like it, but that's about that's about fourteen inches right there. I think that could be the spot. I've got a. Um, a small I like that size yeah I don't I don't like it when you go over to someone's house and they've got like a million things kind of in that collage sort of I have a million I have a million index card size photographs yeah I don't, I don't really like, like that, that either I don't like that either but I do like the sort of uh paper size a4 eight and a half by 11 kind of size poster and then I've got a few of the 11 so I have I have 11 by 17s I've got a few of those. That's pretty standard for like band poster, that kind of thing. I don't really like the big collage thing because it's like uh, have a little more confidence in your wall art, you know? Let it put something up. Something big. Something big. It's going to draw the eye. Uh, but then something over- small that me. something small that almost kind of looks like like an afterthought. I've got this piece by my, uh, my namesake, or maybe I'm the namesake. I'm not sure how the word namesake works, but... Another I've, guy I've named. S- I've seen it used both ways, and it really bugs me. It, it's it's irritating. Yeah, uh, it's never kept me up at night, but it bothers me as much as anything bothers me. And um, so this guy with my name, my great grandfather, mm-hmm. that ostensibly I was named after, as opposed to the other way around. Yeah, and uh, that you and would he, think that you'd, he yeah. was your namesake. You'd think that he was my namesake. But I've seen it used the other way. I've seen that too. And it's... uh doesn't make any sense. It's enough to make you want to tear your hair out. Yeah. Or just short of that reaction. At any rate, um, it's a picture of an owl. And it's just a hand-painted... I think it's watercolor. And it's in like an old-ass wood frame. Like a frame that looks like it's from when he's from. Like a fucking, you know like Washington's teeth would, you know, it doesn't, it's not a high quality. There's no sheen on it. Um, there's no veneer. It was not shellacked or lacquered for that matter. Uh, just, um, just brown wood, but I really like it. And it's in my bedroom and it's, it's small and it's, there's two things on that wall. There's that. Then there's a big, did you give me that? Who gave me the, it's a picture of like, um, what's that, uh, what's that ecosystem? It's a sort of like a, 
like a coastal ecosystem, like sandy dunes with like some seagrass looking out over a body of water. And maybe there's like some birds in the sky. I, and I, that's like I know huge compared to this. And it's very funny that that's, about, uh, that I this is also on the wall. I thought that you like picked that How up. How did I obtain that? Or something. I think Jeremy may have given it to me. That sounds like something he yeah, did. Yeah, right? Jeremy may have uh, saved it from the garbage. Something to remember him by. He's coming back. I'll say, well, are, are we allowed to say that? I think we are allowed to say. Did he say that yet? In a public, in the public sphere. Um, I'm not sure, but I don't think it's a thing that he would be uh, ashamed to have out there. We got the scoop. We're uh, dropping it on the people. He's uh, he's coming back. You heard it. You heard it here first on. Hikma podcast. Hikma news podcast. Unless he tells uh, us not to. Unless he posts about it in like the two weeks before this episode will be posted. It'll be posted next week. Next week. Well, we have one to post. I've, I'll post that tomorrow. Okay. All right. So next week. All right. Well, so a week. Uh, Jeremy, you're not going to be able to hear this for a week, but if you want to get it out there before we get it out there, you better do it now. Yeah, Jer- yeah, uh, that lines up. Uh, That's airtight, baby. You really covered the bases. <laughs> Jezza, Jezza <laughs> returns to Chicago. Between this and the namesake conversation, we're really, uh, we're really playing with the concept of time on this uh, on this episode of Hikma. We're really, uh, we're it's something to chew on for our listeners. If you haven't really sat down and thought about thought about time, the concept of time, you're fucking up. You uh, you are fucking up, and we're just going to encourage you to maybe take a day off work uh, and spend a yeah, solid take some time, take a solid eight hours, um, to think about the concept of time. And at the end of that eight, at the end of that eight hours, you might be like, "What what the fuck is eight hours?" You may what have uncovered. You may have uncovered some insights that cause you to look at your past and go, hmm. 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 And it'll, it'll, it may it'll shed a light you. it may shed a light on some of the other kind of thoughts you had knocking around up there. Uh by which I mean your brain. And um and give a new context maybe to some of the, cause I think the people's perception of time is almost like a Jungian thing, right? It's like we're tapped into this. We're tapped into the mainframe. We're, we're, you know, we're, we, there are rumblings of, 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 of perception, but there's no, you don't know what it is until you, you, you're given the words for it or you learn the science behind it. But I think that people know that something's off or that something's, you know, there's something there, because as you get older, time it's, there is uh, something there. As you get older, time, the texture of time starts to behave different to you, and the way that you recall your childhood is different from the way that you recall what you did yesterday or even a couple of years ago. And the years seem to be seem to take less time or more time. 
So I just think I just think that I think that we're kind of hardwired to have a, a some understanding. The years speed up as you get older. That's for sure. Yeah, you know what I've heard. Uh, the years start coming and and they don't stop and coming. They don't stop coming. I can't remember who said that, but I can't, a wise man indeed. I can't remember who said that either, but damn, somebody said that. That's true. Somebody said that. Somebody. Somebody said in the that. past. And. They said that in the past. So could We're you imagine? Can you imagine how fast the years are for them right now? Light speed. I can't possibly. But I, I uh, can't either. Light speed. Yeah. <laughs> the years over just like that. See, when it's people like, say that, that's what they mean. I think. But yes. Right. Ta- ta- last year. Last year was kind of a weird year for time. Uh, you yeah. know, 2020, very year, very weird year for time. That's true. <laughs> is is that a really deep saying, or does that kind of sound stupid? I don't know. That's for our listeners to decide. But yeah. uh, feel free to email us if you think that what Brooks just said was stupid. Shoot us an email with shoot your thoughts on on our thoughts on time. I don't think it was stupid. I think it's just true. Thank you, my friend. It's uh, it's good to know you're on my side. It's a it's a year that will stand out in my memory. Um for many reasons, not just the coronavirus. Uh mm-hmm. I think largely I will remember it as the year I drove a nineteen ninety six Jeep Grand Cherokee. Uh which is great. I felt really cool in that car, but uh just wasn't reliable. Which is Kind of like the number one thing that you need in a car. Yeah, that's it, kind it needs, of my favorite thing about a, about it needs m- to, you know my car. It needs to run. It needs to be able to when you turn it on. It needs to it needs turn, to do it. it needs, there's somebody. It needs there's to somebody, turn on. Somebody outside my my apartment. I work from home, so I I get experiences just about every day now that it's winter. The guy's car doesn't start for like minutes. And I mean, if my car didn't start, I'd have to Google what to do or like what the reason for that is or what what I could do, you know, short of jumping it, which I would also have to Google. But um, I wonder if it just needs to warm up or something. But it well, like starts eventually. I don't know what he's doing in there, kicking it or punching it or I don't know what you have to, I don't know what one does, but. The Jeep, I would have, to, I would like start it and then I would just have to like keep the accelerator down like halfway for like five minutes until the engine warmed up or else it wouldn't idle while trying it while while turning the ignition no no it would start but then you needed to keep the you needed to keep the accelerator on or it would die oh my god holy shit and then you you would need to do that, especially in the winter when it was colder. You need to do that for about five minutes, probably, before the engine was warmed up enough to where it would idle on its own. So you just had it in neutral, and you just had a low rev. <laughs> you just had it at like fifteen hundred RPM or something like that. Yeah, well, I wasn't putting it in neutral because it was in. It would, it would then it would roll around. Maybe you just put it. In, you just keep it in park. But it, but you did. But you were revving the engine. Yes. Wow. Yeah, that would, that's obnoxious. Yeah, oh, to the low low RPM, fifteen hundred to the, to the bystander end. To about you. right. Yeah, well, you know, I just guessed. Yeah, it wasn't my favorite feature of the car. 
You know, you texted me the other day what seemed to be out of love, sort of a next time we were talking about uh, one of the Top Chef guys who who died in a car accident. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Aaron. And you were saying something along the lines of, uh, if I may be permitted to repeat this, um, you know, next time think about that when you want to go rallying. And I didn't take that in a hostile way. I took it as a sort of out of love and maybe even concern that you think I'm out there doing um, uh, sick moves. Yeah, no, not, you know, but like beyond the pale sick moves. And uh, I don't think you're doing beyond the pale sick moves because no. you, you do have a like a stock Subaru. I do have a, it's the top of the line, but it is a stock Subaru. That's, that's true. Um, so I don't think you can get like too squirrely in it, but. I mean, in snow, you certainly, you can get, well, anybody can get squirrely. Oh yeah. And it, Although and I have my traction control on, but you're right. Yeah. Uh, in snow, does traction control really do all that much? Um, I think the traction control is sort of the smart system that realizes that you're losing um, on an all-wheel drive vehicle. Uh, and on this Subaru in specific, I think what it does is it just sort of knows when one of the wheels, it can direct power to the wheel that needs it most, I think is the smartest way to say it. And in snow, yes, that absolutely still applies. It's working more, it's working harder on snow than it is on a on a dry day dry surface for sure but it it still is functioning if i turned it completely off on snow i'd be ice skating just like everybody else yeah all-wheel drive and snow is uh it makes a big difference it does and you know from my rally video game driving like like i kind of you know it i drive in simulation as close to simulation as the specific game that I'm playing can get. Some of them get pretty close um, as far as the physics are concerned for that specific car or for what have you. So if I've driven an all-wheel drive Subaru in the game and and just generally like know what to do when you're cornering on a loose surface or whatever, I got in the car on that really snowy day a couple weeks ago, and I mean I wasn't doing – I wasn't in third or fourth gear, you know what I mean? I was just going around slow corners. But like before that, I would not have had the experience to know how to control the car in a in a in a predictable way. And it Very translated. And I was kind of my mind was kind of blown to be completely honest. And uh and I wasn't concerned at all when the, uh when the ass got loose when I got sideways drift. I just cuz I cuz I knew how to control the car in those environments. It was crazy. I was driving very responsibly, but I had more control than everybody else on the road that I could, you know, that was all around me. Except for, except for, can I be honest? You you see the other guys that also know what they're doing. You could just you could just tell. I I don't you know you could well you see the type of car and then you see what they're doing through a corner and then you can see oh yeah that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, I drove the Jeep, which was a four, a four wheel drive vehicle. Perm, like you cannot put it in two wheel drive. It's always four wheel drive. Yeah. Uh. Not not this winter, obviously, but last winter I drove it. Uh. A pretty good distance from my my apartment to Elk Grove Village, which is a long way. It was snowing mm-hmm. very hard. The village. And the village to some. The village. EGV. And uh, I was sounds like, sounds like something in what is it? 
NG, Neon Gen- Genesis Evangelion. <laughs> Evangelion is like the EGB. Max, yes. get away from my iPad charger. Max, Jesus Christ. All right, sorry about that. Uh, but anyway, I was driving out there in the Jeep, and it was it was snowing a lot. And it was just performing beautifully. Like, I... I, I I could not do any wrong, really. Like I could, that's awesome. In any other car I'd ever driven in snow, it, I I could do something and it would have like gotten me completely sideways. I was yeah. fine. I was switching lanes, like nobody's business. Like you were switching lanes, like just beautifully. Just, like it was like you were a professional being paid. Like I was a professional it. being paid to switch lanes. And then I got good money to, if you can get it. If you can get it, it's probably really good money. Um, but that's like, I don't know, maybe there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of, I was in this lane and then like almost before you knew it, I was in the other lane. lane. Not a lot of openings, um, for that position, but if you can get it, I'm sure it's great work. And you could talk Uh, about your time driving to the village, uh, mm -hmm. in your interview. Well, it still took me, there's a song called switching lanes. It took, like two, it took me about two. It took me about two hours, I think. Oh my god! Uh, which usually kind of would amazing take you, that you went out. You were just like, "I'm staying home today." Actually, well, there was some extenuating circumstances, mm-hmm. uh, which maybe I, I won't discuss right now. That's just fine. They're, they're not bad. I I need. Well, somebody was mm-hmm. watching Olivia for me, and I needed to go get Olivia. So yeah. I I braved the snowstorm to go get my dog. That makes sense. That's a that's an extenuating circumstance. But anyway, I was driving. You know, I'm driving down the Eisenhower when it turns into wherever the fuck it turns into. I don't remember 290 or whatever. Once you get outside the city, right there, that's, like right at that's correct, Jeff. Right at Elmhurst. I was driving through Elm like that. I was driving that section in Elmhurst, and there was a guy in a in a yellow Corvette driving through that snow. And I was just like, bro, Probably you are, look like a dummy. You are fucked. You totally look like fucked. a complete idiot. You're in a yellow Corvette that's completely caked in snow, and your ass is sliding everywhere because that car is all rear wheel power and a lot of it. In a track car, it's dropped pretty low. It's dropped very low. Mm-hmm. You know... I only started to respect the Corvette once I kind of realized that it's our version of an exotic. Like, it's our version of an Italian sports car. It is. And have you noticed in recent years... Or Lotus. The, co- the, the cockpit of the Corvette has moved further and further to the front of the car? I hadn't noticed that because I'm still not a Corvette fanboy. I just don't, I don't have as much vitriol as I used to. I don't like them either, but it's moved. the cockpit has moved further and further to the front of the car to make it look more like... Like a knockoff Ferrari, basically. Or a Lamborghini, even, who have that kind of drop-off, stubby, no more like a Ferrari. It doesn't look like a Lamborghini at all, because Lamborghinis are too beautiful, even the shitty ones. Yeah, but I mean, the Lamborghinis have more of that short front thing going on than Ferraris do. But you're right, they don't really look like Lambos. Nothing looks like a Lamborghini. No. Nothing. It looks like a Ferrari that you... Yeah, it looks like you, a Ferrari. It looks like a Ferrari that you bought off the internet. A kit, a kit Ferrari. A kit Ferrari. Yeah. Like an Alibaba Express. 
exactly. Situation. You you went you went to wish.com and bought a Ferrari. <laughs> and it and it took 9 months to get here and then you clicked it got on there it from Facebook. And it looks like shit when it gets here. It looks like and it's like it still has like the manufacturing like they didn't shave off like the things that connected the pieces to the to the molds. Yeah, no, you still have to go in there with your exacto knife with and your exact paper <laughs> and like shave down the pl- the edges of the of where the like what the injection port of the of the of the plastic mold. I used to watch quite a lot of um videos of people putting those models together and things like that. I mean, I, I like watching things like that, the ASMR stuff, uh process oriented stuff. And um that stuff is really satisfying. And some people really know their stuff. I enjoy um, putting a model together, no matter mm-hmm. what it is. I think me too. A, Not crazy about painting, uh, but I like the manufacturing. The I don't want to paint it. The assembling, I like. I like the assembling just fine. I don't want to paint it. I, I, I didn't. Paint it. I didn't even paint it when I was a kid. And I had this. I had beautiful. T- I had Panzers, Tigers. I had tanks. I had a lot. Of, I had a couple tanks. What else did I have? I had, I had a plane. I was mostly into planes. I was into planes. I think I think a lot of young boys go through like a jets like a jet phase. Probably, I, I'm I've always been very into planes. I mm-hmm. like planes. I like the tanks. I still think I still think the Panzer is like a good looking tank. Tanks are cool. Yeah, not not a big fan of war, uh, per se. Um, no, no, I think it's. Um, but uh, I appreciate. I don't bad. know. It's, it's an aesthetic, I guess. You know, just you look at it, and if a thing looks good, it subjectively looks good, or it doesn't. So war is absolutely an aesthetic. But to me, but to me, the tank, the design of the of the tank, the way it looks, yeah. I had. I don't think I, I don't think I'd ever buy one. You wouldn't buy a tank. I don't think I'd buy one. Probably not. I, I think they're probably very expensive. Even even a low end tank. Yeah, like probably, a wish a wish dot com tank. Still probably fifty or sixty k, I would bet. You could probably find a tank on Wish dot com. More, more, probably more likely you'd find a tank than a than a Ferrari. Yeah, probably. There's probably a lot of excess Chinese tanks out there. There's probably like big. You could probably buy some large firearms on a website that, if not Wish dot com, looks like Wish dot com. I actually, as a child, I actually had a remote control Ballistics. tank. That was pretty cool. Did it shoot like water cannon? No, it didn't shoot anything. Uh, you could turn the turret, but yeah. it didn't do anything. Um, oh, but it could, was tight. But it Mega- could basically Megatron just was a tank. It could like it could it could go over everything. If you had a remote control car, yeah, bullshit compared to this tank. <laughs> it could it could just climb over whatever you wanted. When I was a kid, there was that phase where there was just a lot of toys around in the neighborhood, and this sure. predated. I think my parents were both doing well. My mom was a craft, and uh, I guess there was budget for toys. Um, that budget kind of was not there later in my childhood, but there was like this period of time where it was like we, the toys were there; they were around. And if I didn't yeah. have a thing, my friend would have the thing, and I didn't have Megatron, but I think Mike did. And uh, or maybe Elliot, his neighbor, had it. And Megatron was sick. He had that big tank on his back, and he fired a projectile. Oh, he, or he had a big, he had a turret on his back. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I don't know if you remember Megatron. Vaguely. I was never a big Transformers guy. I was a big Transformers guy. I liked the Transformers, and I liked two different generations of the Beast Wars, which was the same. Beast Wars is pretty sick. Yeah, I revisited the Beast Wars later in life uh, by way of, this is an old this is an old sentence, a DVD from Netflix, like a Netflix DVD that came in that little paper envelope. <laughs> and I watched Beast Wars again, and it looked like shit. Yeah, I don't see that holding up at all. The, the CG was like reboot era CG, and it was just like... Don't talk bad about reboot. Reboot at least had like an aesthetic. I'm like sorry. There was an, there was an art style. I'm sorry. For reboot. I don't even Beast I don't Wars? even feel comfortable talking about Beast Wars that way. I, Beast I just, Wars just looks like it ass. just looked dated. It just looked dated. Yeah, but the story held up. Great story. So, what would you say was your biggest or craziest <laughs> Christmas toy? Like the best thing I ever got for Christmas. Like the best thing that you ever got for Christmas. Yeah, I guess it doesn't necessarily even have to be a toy, but just like the best thing you ever got for Christmas. I'm getting some good shit lately. Um, my bike trainer is pretty cool. But you mean like a toy from my childhood? Please don't, please don't tell me that shit like a bike trainer. No. Fine. Like, I have to use like my imagination a, more. Like, no, not your imagination. Just go back to your childhood. I'm, I am 1,000% sure that you got something in your childhood that was a million times better than a bike trainer. Okay, well, um, I think there was like, uh, like a toy kitchen at one point. Interesting. Yeah. Which is something I think at that time, the nineties would have been more associated with girls getting, but yeah. We were a very food cooking house centric household, so I don't think it was that strange. I think I got that toy, like two sides to the kitchen. Actually, kind of a cool thing. It was kind of like a mod. It was like it was like a kitchenette, but it wrapped around. It was like on both sides. Yeah, I don't know if you. I don't know if you visual. If this is like visually conjuring any images up from you from like the Toys R Us catalog, but it does because my sister got a toy kitchen as well, and it, it, I think it kind of. Well, it was like. There was the it, wall, it was like it was like you and then there was kind of like an like an island that came out a that's little bit. right it was like an island it was sick it was and, cool and they had all the little fake food they had the fake food they had like the little fake fried chicken pans little fake fried chicken little fake fried so was, eggs little that burgers that was pretty cool um i think yeah. i think i got an rc car i think we both got our my brother and i so my brother and i were three and a half well we're still three and a half years apart back to that time thing we were talking about yeah he we hasn't three, caught up on you no not yet not we yet. were three and a he half might, years though. well you know if he has the right attitude the right winning attitude mm-hmm. um we were three and, and a half knowing, years apart and knowing then. him it might happen that he's a winner uh or he seems he's to be he seems to have the right attitude these days good for him I take some credit for that, but um, as you should, or at least perhaps as a cautionary tale, <laughs> I influenced him. But uh, I think we got the same thing for a while. I think we got RC cars for Christmas. That was pretty sick. Yeah. Um, they weren't like the one you wanted. The one that like went off of a curb and flipped over, but the wheels were so big it just kept going. Oh yeah, you wanted that one. Ours can ri- do that. It so we go going off a curb and you had to go and get it. It'd be like right side up or upside down, and it would drive no matter what. 
I don't know if you recall that, but that was a pretty successful commercial when we were children. Yeah. Um, I, think I had another that year one. You had, yeah? You did. Yeah. I had that one. Wow. It was pretty cool. Uh, I think one year I got the, um, so there was a toy that you could bake. They had metal molds. Uh, An easy bake oven? Not easy bake oven. This made little jelly bugs. So they oh, had shapes shit. of like a scorpion and you had yeah. these, you had these squeeze bottles and you squeezed them you squeezed them in there and you could make your own tie-dye weird stuff. I liked to go in there with like a little toothpick and like swirl the colors around. I remember that. Which was uh which which got a cool result. And uh God, that that was a cool I mean, it was literally an oven. It was a kiln. You know what I mean? Um God, I what was the name of that toy? It had the word like creepy crawly in it or something. Like yeah. creepy crawly yeah. oven or something. Anyway, I, I think those are the, that shit. those were some of the ones that spring to mind. There are other ones from like when I was really little that were just stupid, like little like I don't know, like a but like seemed pretty amazing at the time. There was like a there was a table. There was a Lego table. Yeah, that was a cool that was a cool year. Like a Lego I table. Got a lot, I got a lot of Legos. With like a, a big, big basket. I was a big in the Lego middle. child. We liked Legos and we liked Connects. I loved the Connects, and I was quite the architect. We built. I built huge structures like floor to ceiling, pulleys. Damn. And, yeah. No. Yeah, I, I was really had a lot Legos. of my dreams completely was, crushed somewhere along I the was, way. Even as a child, I was a little bit of a uh, brand name whore, much as I, was I am. A huge to, brand name whore when I was a kid. Much as Less much so as now. I am, uh, much as I am to this day, to a you? certain extent. No. Uh, believe it or not. Are you? Who are you uh, wearing right now? Uh, I got an expensive pair of Adidas sweatpants on and like nice. a no-name shirt, but I'm wearing Calvin. I'm wearing Reebok. I think that's REI. I don't know. I walked in. I walked into dinner with my dad tonight, and he was like, "Oh, are you wearing camouflage pants?" And I was like, "Yeah, I am." <laughs> What fuck are you gonna do about it, old man? Yeah. You wanna go outside? Yes. You wanna run around the block? See who yeah. runs around the block? Yeah, I'm wearing camouflage pants. I'm wearing Guess sweat who? I'm wearing I'm wearing joggers. What are you wearing? Guess who bought you that Ralph Lauren polo, motherfucker? It was me. Did he, does he like that? Does he like polos? Uh yeah. I mean I, I like Ralph Lauren. I think sure. I think Ralph Lauren makes some really nice pieces. I've like Eight of the exact same shirt of different colors. Yeah. From Ralph. Not like, well, I guess it's a little preppy. My style's a little preppy. My style these days vacillates. I think my style is just like, like fuck boy. I think that's my style. <laughs> my style these days vacillates between like, like, uh, like preppy co- night. Co- co- like, cocaine kingpin. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. Like preppy '90s guy, preppy fratty '90s guy, or like hype beast, and there's no in between. It's kind of difficult to say what my style is actually now that I think about it because I don't go out into public. Well, that's I mean, no, true. nobody. You does. kind of at at this point, I feel like I'm I'm putting a mask on my face. They can't see how pretty that I am. 
So when does it really matter how good I look? Shame. Yeah. You know. Yeah, like I never wear button ups, and I wear or button downs even because I like my collar buttoned down. Um, I do too. I prefer, and I literally I, was like wearing. I will always buy. I those. would wear one of those, you know, five days a week, six days a week sometimes, if I was doing a thing on the weekend. I was looking at this this closet right behind me here that you can yeah. see, and I forgot that I had put most of my button ups in that closet. Because so I was looking at, I was like going through You're the like, closet. Oh, my, that's kind of nice. I was going through the closet in my bedroom, and I was like, I thought I had like better button-ups than this. Yeah. And then the other day, I was looking for a hoodie, because I put most of my jackets in there. And I was like, oh, shit. Well, this is where all my cool button-ups are. I forgot that I put them in here. I dug out a backpack of mine, a North Face backpack, which is just trashed. I don't know what it, what about it. It's so starchy. It's like, I don't know what the last thing I did to that thing was. But um, I won't comment. It's not, it's like, it's not trash. I mean, it's. Like, I wouldn't sell it as new, for sure, but it's not, but it's still holding up. It's a great, you know, build quality, but I was moving some luggage around, and I pulled it out of, I, you know, I had Russian nesting dolled, like, three or four different uh, pieces of luggage, or I don't know what I was doing, but I pulled out the backpack, I opened it up, and it's filled with wool socks, clean, mm. like, from a move, where that's how I had decided to move them decided to to package them up so i was like oh my god i haven't seen these socks in forever crazy crazy but uh i've got all of my clothes in my closet now i don't have like a a storage or a second area once i organized that closet the right way like i optimized the space it has not gone like disorganized like like the stacks of the piles of clothes folded the way that they should be folded, the correct clothes that are hung, and then the clothes that are in my little sort of, I've got like a wire basket sort of set of drawers or whatever you call that. Like I just nailed it and my closet has is, is completely, you know, I don't know how it happened. I mean, this is after years of my closet being kind of in a state of flux. No longer. You solved the closet. I solved it. And it's cool because, I mean, in this, you know, Marie Kondo talks about this. She says, like, if everything has a home, like a place where it is organized and it goes back to, your place just stays clean. Or tidying is, like, very, very painless. And it's That's a pr- true. And, it, and it's a practice. I do agree that, with that. that because if, if you have a thing that doesn't have a home, it just, clutter occurs. It's just out. It just, just out and it about. just floats about. Maybe you move it around. I don't know. Well, what, what's more likely is you don't move it around and things just pile up. But um, yeah, I've got a couple spaces that can maybe be optimized. This desk has become something of a catch-all, but it's mostly a catch-all for like weed smoking paraphernalia. So it's kind of like maybe that's just where it lives. It's just a collection of things that sit here on the desk. What else? Yeah, is I think that's kind fine. Of catch-all. I need to, yeah. I mean, I don't know. My my space is pretty organized right now. I'm kind of pleased with that. Because honestly, a year like last year, I mean, I'm guessing that people probably lived in filth. I mean, I, don't yeah, know. Was, I definitely let my dishes gross. go too many days, too many times. So, yeah, my dishes are still sitting in the sink and i'm i'm not gonna your dishes are a nightmare 
I'm not going to watch them tonight. They're not a nightmare. It'd be 15 minutes of work. 15. Oh, man. I've got 30 minutes easy. It might be 25. But I'm not going to do it tonight. I'm just not. Care to revise that? Care to revise that again while we're no, here? No, 25. Completely above 25. board? Okay. I, um, I did like 10 dishes, and then I wanted to have a glass of wine. You know, I just I just don't want to do it. I'm tired like all of the time. Lately. Yeah. Do you you're planning on buying a stationary bike? Uh still, maybe? Cuz well, I wanted to say like, I I'm in lo- I'm loving my trainer. I I watch I've decided I'm going to watch 30 minutes. I'm going to work I'm going to ride for 30 minutes until 30 minutes becomes this sort of like oh, this is it. I'm done. Kind of vibe. Uh, and then I'll, you know, go to 40 or 35, you know, do the most responsible yeah, like thing. Yeah, may- like maybe not necessarily like a stationary bike, but like an exercise bike. There's there's a little bit of a difference there. Not a, not a huge one, but I there think is. you know what I mean. There is? I mean, I, I don't know. I guess I'm just, I, I thought those were interchangeable. Well, to me, a stationary bike is more like a, a full bike, like, setup. Whereas an exercise bike is maybe a little bit more uh, compact. I don't oh. know. Yeah. I don't. Okay. I never really came across that distinction before, but I, I, I'm talking about what you're talking about. and um, You are, yeah. I think you should definitely do something like that because I, I'm loving it. Yeah, I do. I do need to do it because I, I enjoyed doing it before with like a more full sort of stationary bike setup at my mom's house. It was very nice. Yeah. And uh and it gives you energy. Like it puts energy back into your life. It does. It's like which is counterintuitive. You just you just feel good and like more calm after you exercise. And also there's the accomplishment component, which is like wow, I did that. Even though and I didn't for me, want, even I just I, I really need to make to. that exercise thing just like as easy as possible. Like I just need to real talk. Wheel that wheel that motherfucker out into my living room and put some TV on and go at it for forty five minutes because I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna go to work and then come home and change and go to a gym and come no, back and change. Like no no I'm not gonna fuck fucking do gym. that. I'm not gonna fucking do that. Honestly, like I wake up and I'm literally looking at the bike. And then getting on is like literally putting on the right shorts. I guess I like get my iPad out. I mean, there's like a couple things that I have to do, but it's like the bike is like there. I could, really I nice. could literally climb out. I could climb out of bed and just start riding. I mean, there's really nothing preventing me from doing that. But then you don't have like a quality. You just, I want to get up and I want to make like a protein smoothie and there's all these things. But like, yeah, it's it's about as easy as it gets. Yeah, and I think it's a really nice exercise because it is a good exercise i mean unless you're trying to be like some weird and it doesn't hammer your knees it's yeah no it's it's a low impact exercise you know it's like not like you're trying to be some bodybuilding freak who wants to like you know like i i like the idea that it's making my legs stronger have huge deltoids or something yeah i like that i like that it makes my legs stronger and my core stays tight when i ride or if i run i was running last year um, but like, you know, the way my body looks like people, like people are going to fuck me the mm. way my body looks, you know, oh, that's yeah. not like a barrier to entry to the, to the, to the dating game or whatever I'm trying to do. Um, and for me, it's like cardio. I just, I don't want to like die when I'm like 45 or something. So I need to do some cardio. Yeah. 
I don't want to look well for me. It's like, I'm already very stocky. Mm -hmm. So I don't need to like build muscle mass. I just need to like, do not. What if you did get like super jacked though? And you were just like significantly wider than you are now. That'd be so cool. I don't think it would be cool. You, 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 you'd be like square shaped pretty quick. I'm yeah. I'm already pretty wide. I don't want to be square shaped. Yeah, but it'd be kind of cool. It, I don't think so. I don't think it would be cool at all. Think, think what if you like went to track days and you just like got out of your like let's say you bought a Miata or something and you just like because it's a great track mm-hmm. car and you're just like getting out of you just climbed out of your Miata and you're just like shaped like you like to have you have like the same proportions as like a sponge like standing on its end. I don't want to look like a sponge. That's not that's not a cool body type. Do you do you know a lot of Search do you know yourself. a lot of do you know a lot of sponge guys who get a lot of pussy? Well, not necessarily, but I think you could pull it off. I don't want to. I'd rather look normal, or as normal as I could look. I think the other reason I really like doing the exercise, besides like the car, well, it is it is cardio? Is that like when I then go to Colorado and my friends are like, "We're going to do this hike that gets us in danger, mortal danger," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, that's fine." I can like handle it. Like I yeah, liked my, being, I liked being able to handle that hike. This, that, that we went on in, into the Canyon mm-hmm. and back up again and almost got rim rocked, uh, which I think we've recounted on the podcast, I believe we have. And, uh, yeah, cause we were talking about how I then finished the day by eating acid. Just crazy, crazy yeah. decision, insane decision. But, um, no, I think it's a very understandable and a respectable decision. It was cleansing. It was a cleansing decision for sure. Um, I really desperately need to do psychedelics very soon, and I have no idea where to get them. Yeah, they're kind of harder to source. They can be harder to source. Um, God, where do you okay. start? Don't you have friends down there that do crazy, that do mushrooms and stuff? No, I don't have any friends here anymore. They're all gone. They're all gone? Yeah. You could, like, um, oh, there's really no... Wait, are, <laughs> so... So the the social scene in in San Antonio is still completely vibrant and alive because nobody quarantines, nobody's on lockdown. Um, I mean it's not as vibrant as it once was. Okay, so some people means, are but... staying, and so there's some people yeah. chilling. Okay, I was gonna say like I wonder if you could do what was that? What was that like website where like you could just like go and like play board games with total strangers? Was that like Meetup or? Oh, I don't know. That's there, off my radar. There was cool stuff like that happening for a while, and it wasn't something that I think I was courageous enough to do, but I always admired people that went to do those kinds of things. Because, um, like, why not? You know, there are some people that are totally, like, walk into a party and talk to anybody. I guess I guess a party atmosphere, I could do that. But, like, I, to be honest, if I went to one of these things, I'd probably uh, fare completely fine. But I, but it's the anxiety that gets me. I don't think I'd fare fine. I have never I don't, really. I don't feel uh, like I would. I don't feel like I would. In my that, body been that kind of guy. I'm fine at parties. I enjoy going to them, but I'm not 
you know. You're pretty good at parties. I've got a picture of you wearing my horse fleece in like a mass of people and you're rap squatting and there's like 30 people around you and you're like down there and they're all like standing up and it's pretty good. Do it's pretty. And I took it and it's a, I, I'm taking your picture obviously and it's from above. Do you really? I don't think I've ever seen that picture. I would like to see it. Mm, it might be hard to find because I would have uploaded it to the computer and taken. I deleted all the pictures off my phone recently. You you have a rare doke. I've got a couple of pictures of you at that party. Was it a scoop of arts? I it, assume it was at my house when I lived with uh, Andrew and Jesse. Um, my place, their their house, their their house. We had, my, well, we had some good parties. Well, there's a couple of good parties there. I remember sitting in the kitchen and just kind of holding court for like four hours with my blue jean jacket on. That sounds about right, yeah. Molly was there for some reason. Uh, Which Molly? Molly D's. Molly was there? Molly was there. She was in town. I think Alana was there too. Were Alana and Branson there? I don't know. I can't really remember. But I remember Molly was there. And, well, uh, that would be weird if she was there without them. But I don't know. Not the weirdest thing in the world, but I suppose. At any rate, um, was that when was that when we went to when we all went to like Lost Lake or whatever that night? I don't feel like it was. It may have, like we that may have all been like the same weekend, but I don't think it was the same night. Ah, uh, maybe that's true. Maybe that was before because I think I only came. For that lost what a, thing. What a jam-packed weekend, if that's the case. Would have been a lot going on, yeah. There were like a lot of my friends there. Dude, was that like was that wasn't like my birthday? Was that one of my birthday parties? I don't know. I don't. No, because I, I only there. had one birthday at that house, at that apartment, and I remember that one. I served I don't everybody know. I tarts. Think I, I feel like I feel like I came to your one birthday there, but I could be wrong. Yeah, you definitely did. Um, yeah, I had a coworker that got too drunk and she started sexually harassing Adam. You remember that? Oh, yeah, vaguely I do remember that. <laughs> Good times. You know, life is a journey, so. I could try to find you that picture. It's a good picture. Yeah, no, you need to find me that picture because I don't think I've ever seen it and I want it desperately. We'll post it on the um, the Hickma account. Please, yeah. We don't post enough pictures to that account. Uh, you know, it's a it's a secondary account. Um, Most of the content is being funneled into our primary accounts. Yeah. I never understood people that successfully cross-post it all the time, you know. Like if I'm if I'm if I'm got fuck you know if I have like a machine gun of fucking ideas like like it's all going to Twitter I'm not like gonna go over to Instagram and like post something to Instagram no I was never good at it I was never good at at that no I mean if as you know and I think that all of uh, my followers know pretty much any dumbass idea that enters my brain gets posted on twitter everything everything and i'm not like it's just gonna it's just gonna be a lot more well received on that platform than any other social media platform so why why would i fuck with it why would i go to go why would i go anyplace else 
Yeah, I think there's something to be said about the fact that like we're at a place where we're comfortable basically being ourselves on our accounts. You know what I mean? Like, not to go too deep into it, but like now that I've got some distance from it, I was really not changing completely, but I was really vigilant and adapting myself and saying the what I thought was the correct thing a lot in my last relationship. Um because I didn't think that parts of myself were going to be received. You know, I was like changing who I was, but like online, I'm just, this is who I am. Like, if you don't like it, that's not my problem. And I think I'm like a happier person. I think I'm, I think, I think 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 I'm like, I think I'm like happier. Um, as a result of, getting some because i mean that was a long that was a long relationship so i was essentially in that mode for a very very long time and uh yeah so it's not insignificant that i'm out from underneath it in that respect i'm glad you're feeling better about it thank you my thought process has pretty much completely stopped at this point. That's kind of cool. Thank you. Silicon Valley billionaires pay not quite a, a money. not quite a billion dollars, but a lot of money to to try to achieve this state that you're in right now. They should call me and um <laughs> I'll teach them how to do this. How how do you do it? Well, you t- well you well, you can't. You're you not going to give you know, it away. <laughs> I'm not going to divulge trade secrets. Will, will you tell me after this? Yeah, sure. Of course that, I will. That's sick. That's so sick. What should I? Um, I want to order something for dinner, even though I have food. You haven't eaten dinner yet? No. Damn. It's crazy in those big cities. They don't eat dinner until like 10 p.m. Yeah, it's very. Down. Uh, down it's here like, it's like in six, Texas, in small town Texas, 6 we eat dinner at six thirty. Six thirty, yeah. Every night. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's like very uh, cosmopolitan. It's like the south, southern. It's like southern Europe. Yeah, it's you know, you're in Paris and you're fucking and sucking until <laughs> Fuck. nine p.m. and then you have to go out and get something to eat. And get Can you imagine that? Your partner, your sexual partner, comes over and she wants to suck and fuck right through the dinner hour. Unbelievable. No, thank you. That is something that I could I could deal with, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I suppose I'd have to try it. Yeah. Yeah, you would. I'd have to give it a, I'd have to give it a shot. And just see how it went. So Connor sent me this uh green chili. I posted about it. I saw that. It looked very good. I think there's two kinds of protein in it. I think there's a beef and maybe a chicken or a pork. Whoa. Might be a beef and a pork. Beef and pork would make more sense, but, you know. There's definitely a non... He, he is literally the expert, so I don't know. It it it, it slaps pretty hard. It's kind of delicate. It's, it looks very good. And the proteins are cooked perfectly, and I just heated it up in a saucepan and 
boom, off to the races. Didn't dress it up, didn't add anything to it, just ate it out of the jar. And now I get to keep these great jars. The jars look nice. Yeah, and I didn't have jars with lids. Yeah, I have these mason jars for drinking. But but somehow I've lost all the lids over the years. Now I've got a couple jars with lids. That's so dope. The potential the potential is is there. Do some pickling. You could pickle some things. You could store almost anything. And he sent me this fantastic blue cornmeal. He showed me that blue cornmeal recipe, and it looks amazing. And it doesn't look hard. I mean, I, I made cornbread before. Actually, have I made cornbread? I made corn cake, which is different. Got well, it has sugar. Cornbread doesn't shouldn't have sugar. I wonder if his recipe has sugar. It does have sour cream, which has sugar, uh, or something else that imparts sweetness. Sour cream is sweet, but uh, sweet and sour. Well, it's not that sweet. I mean, I don't know. Smoke. It's mostly sour to me. A date, like a dollop of Daisy. That's uh, there's something. There's a sweet element to that. Chipotle sour cream's got sugar. I don't go to Chipotle, so yeah, as you've reminded us many times. At any rate, I'm I'm excited about cooking that, and uh, I think I'm gonna do it in my ramekins. I got some ramekins for Christmas for my secret Santa. I think the ramekin idea is a good idea. I think so too. And then I'll drive over to Adam and Sylvia, Nicole, and. Who else do I know in the neighborhood? Grateful Matt is just a couple blocks away. Julia only lives like a few blocks away, which I didn't actually know until recently. And I'll just give them all cornbread. I'll keep one for deliver, myself. Deliver all of them cornbread. Yeah, that's what I think I'm going to do this weekend. That sounds like a that sounds like pretty much the best weekend that you could have. Mm-hmm. In the current circumstances, just delivering cornbread to your friends. Maybe one of them will give me like a bottle of wine or something or a beer or a cider. That'd be really nice. And like a should, seltzer? You know, and in reciprocation, they should do that. They should, um, I should do it all in one day and they should all have one drink with me and then at the end of the day, I'll drive into a tree or something because I'm drunk driving. Yeah, just start out at like 10.30 a.m. Completely sober completely sober and then you have like eight people to see and they each give you a, like a nice cocktail and then um <laughs> and then you like you mistake you mistakenly like you just you just do a bad merge onto the kennedy and you die <laughs> now that sounds like a perfect big weekend that's a perfect day that's um perfect day. i wouldn't need to go on the highway i'm gonna stay in logan square I'm delivering. Maybe de- maybe going to Humboldt. No, die on the Kennedy like a man. <laughs> well, when you put it that way, yeah, you don't want you don't want to be in like some little surface surface street crash where you die. Die on the highway, like merge real like like really gunning up the on ramp. You're on the on ramp. You gun it as hard as you can. You're going like a hundred. Not a lot of giddy up in the Subaru, but we'll we could we could figure it out. You're going one ten, and then you just pull it to the left as hard as you can, and just slam into the embankment. <laughs> Smash into the uh, 
into those big water tubs like they do in the Matrix Reloaded. Mm-hmm. You're you're get, you're get you get up on the Kennedy. You're going 125. You pull it really hard left, and you smash into the Irving Park Blue Line stop and just destroy it. Wow. Yeah, like if you got enough speed, go up like up maybe get up onto the you know what would be sick is if you had enough speed that when you hit the wall and you had to do it such in such a way that you were kind of pulling away from it at the same time not sure if the physics work out but you you so you have wheels contacting the wall and then you go like a skate trick like a wall ride and then you flip it up and then you go over a train as it's going by and you land the car Mm -hmm. on the platform and die obviously that would be very cool. That would be so sick. It'd be if you could get it. If you could get the car to jump over the train. If you could get, uh, if you could hit it at the right angle. Whoa. Okay. What you what you, what would really be cool if you could hit it at the right angle and then the car flips upside down. Mm. And then while you're upside down, the train comes and just skims <laughs> the top of your car, and it just takes your head off, but nothing else. <laughs> just peels the top of your car off and your head. And then you keep the car keeps flipping and it lands on its wheels on the other side of the Kennedy. And what if it crossed four lanes of traffic and then exited and then at, exited uh, at Foster exited. I was going to say exited at Lawrence <laughs> yeah. and, and took, <laughs> took a left and it went down there to uh, one of those great burger bars that are over there. I parked. So parked. So you had me it rolling over. It's rolled over. I climb out of the passenger. No, hold on. It's it's flipped. So I I climb out of the driver's seat. Yeah, because I'm on. I'm facing traffic now, and I stand up on top of the, which is now the, the bottom of the car. The underside of the car is now facing the sky, and I'm surfing it, and then I mm-hmm. can leap, and it's. You know, it's got some inertia because I was going 85 or I was going 110 or whatever. And I leap up and I get hit by a passing train. Mm-hmm. That seems much more easy than some of the other things we just said. That that seems like it's doable. It would, unfortunately, it would take some practice, I think. And I don't think that it's a maneuver that you could really practice all that much no because there's no roll bar in the in the subaru i think i think it no. crashing on its roof would probably be a death scent no i don't know they're very real they're very sturdy you know they build them to be sturdier than they need to be well that's good in a car can you see the twinkle that's in my eye want. i'm excited about this jeff you are you <laughs> there is a twinkle i can see it. you're just like it's there and you're like you're thinking about elaborate ways to crash your own car and die. He's lifting his hat up. Oh, he's thinking, oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. God, what a perfect day. You, What a perfect day to die in your Subaru. Well, you got to go sometime. Of it. You got to go sometime, Chef. That's true. You know, it's like... Uh, one of my high school friends, his little brother, got in a uh, horrific drunk driving <laughs> wreck. <laughs> true, and true. And died. He died, and Terrible. he he was on a he was on a back road. He rolled his truck, and and perished. But they also found uh, beers that were in the cooler in the back of his truck over a 
over a hundred yards away from the crash site. Uh, which is like everybody's got to go out somehow. The weather was uh, nice. That's a pretty. That's a pretty cool way to go out. Back roads. I'm in my truck. I got some beers. Back road. Back road you're drunk. Maybe he was texting truck. a girl he likes. He probably was. He was a good looking guy. Man, and he he like whipped it around the corner and he was just launching beers 300 feet. <laughs> that's so far. That's so far. <laughs> that's, you know, we all have to go out sometime. Your computer will restart in 56 seconds. Is there a way that oh, I can fuck. postpone this? Okay, well, I guess it's the end of the episode. <sighs> I think it is the end of the episode. Do you R.I.P. Uh, Connor, the guy that threw his beers everywhere? Rest in peace, Connor. Best day ever. Best day. Best day ever. <laughs>